The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, of course, we all know it's Veterans Day, and you're seeing in the media lots of tributes and um, uh, historical stories and probably even some, if not today, they've maybe quelled it for the day. But we've certainly been hearing in the headlines lots of negative stories about veterans. Um, you know, giving the public the impression that when they come home, there are these mad people who are mad as in crazy people who are, have PTSD and other problems and are a danger to our society. Now, of course, that... That is not true, but it also gives, makes people more frightened of hiring veterans, of marrying veterans, um, of befriending veterans, and it makes it a lot more difficult for these heroes to um, become reacclimated to society and to, be, to, to develop a new life for themselves and a really productive and fulfilling one. My guest today... Um, are going to be showing you, telling you about another part of the equation, a really heartwarming part, which um, shows how there's another, the story can end lots of other ways. There are lots of other sides to the story. And there are people, um, notably my two guests, who care enough about veterans to be creative in their approach to how to uh, help them get back into society and be incredibly productive and how to help um, our animal kingdom as well. So today's show is called Veterans Going to the Dogs, Wolf Dogs, that is. So let me welcome my guest, um, Dr. Lauren Linder. She has a Ph.D. and an MPH, a Master's in Public Health. She, in other words, grew up thinking <laughs> that she was going to be um, a clinical psychiatrist and a public health educator, which, of course, she still is, but her life took um, on a very special turn, and we're going to be hearing about that. Similarly, Matthew Simmons, one of um, the people that we should be thanking today, a veteran, um, he uh, works with the um, different components of the program that they have uh, created, which um, includes the Lockwood Animal Rescue Center and Serenity Park. I'll have you have them tell you about these things. And um, it's it's so I mean, they're the, the perfect combination. A veteran who knows who knows how it is um, by personally experiencing it and a clinical psychologist and public health educator who can put her um, professional skills to work. And together, 
and of course their love of animals, uh, which they both share. And together they have created, and it has mushroomed, um, incredible projects that both rescue animals and rescue veterans. Um, the, their projects include, uh, it's, one of them is called Birds of a Feather, and then subsequently they developed Warriors and Wolves. So you kind of get the picture, a uh, hint of the picture, and I will let them um, um, tell you about it. Why don't we start with Dr. Lindner? Well, Lauren? Hello there, and thank you, Dr. Lieberman, for honoring veterans today and focusing your show on them. It wasn't a difficult decision for me coming from the 60s and protests against the war to realize that we still have to honor our heroes, uh, not, and perhaps not the war, but certainly our heroes. And, and that was my focus when I went to the VA and decided to work with homeless veterans. That was my, just where my heart led me. Uh, at the same time, I was rescuing parrots. And these were my two loves, rescued animals and helping veterans. And who would have thought I would be able to combine the two and create this this program that has really blossomed and mushroomed, like you said. Uh Uh-huh. So if you're sitting in front of a, a Marine in a group of other Marines and Navy veterans and Air Force veterans, and they're sitting there with their arms crossed and you're trying to get them to emote, to be emotionally expressive and talk about their feelings, that's not always going to happen very easily. And most of these guys certainly do not want to talk about their war experiences. But when I would bring the parrots into the picture, all of a sudden you'd hear, hey, little bird, hi, birdie, I love you. And it was a direct connection to the heart, direct connect. And I thought, this is something. We've already known that dogs are wonderful therapy animals and many other species. But this was the first time that birds were used with veterans and helping to make these breakthroughs emotionally. So it took six years, which is pretty fast in VA time, (laughs) working with the veterans' hospitals and veterans' administration, to allow them, to get them, to allow me to open up a parrot sanctuary on the grounds of the West L.A. VA Hospital here in Los Angeles, and to be able to hire veterans as part of a work therapy program and employ them in a therapeutic manner. Many of these veterans were unable to find work in the mainstream job market. They couldn't sit in an office. They had PTSD. They had traumatic brain injuries. And they didn't really even want to be able to, to, to have to work with coworkers and supervisors in an office setting. So having this outdoor setting on the grounds where they can still attend their medical appointments and their psychiatric appointments, but have their PTSD groups right inside the aviaries with the parrots. And this is now considered the birds of a feather program where both the parrots and the veterans heal in a mutually beneficial way from their own respective traumas. Yes, because a lot of these parrots are rescue parrots. They all indeed are. Well, and, 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 if I, and if I can chime in, I mean... Yes, I was, was going to ask you to chime in because um, 
because it's about at this time, right, that uh, um, Lauren met Matt, and, um, and, and take it from there, Matt. Well, before I take it from there, and the most important woman in my life, uh, Dr. Lauren Lindner, I will say that what's so interesting about the transition, like <clears throat> when we're writing to grand tours or writing to supporters, and on the top of our letterhead it first says parrots and it then says wolves, it seems like there would be a real complicated explanation, but it's actually very simple. And, and here's the explanation. When Dr. Linder talks about <clears throat> being in a support group with veterans who are not sure how to communicate with one another and we have to emote or get them to deal with things on an emotional level, what's amazing is that parrots are the only animal therapists that talk. So they kind of... The word, the clinical word is not trick, but when a bird says, I love you, hold me, come to me, where are you, calls out your name, it kind of draws the veteran into speaking or at least responding to the bird and maybe to the group. And as the veterans transition through our program and they spent six or seven months working with the parrots and they've gone to their medical appointments, we now put them with another species, the wolves or the wolf dogs, which are all rescued. And now... Instead of speaking, they're learning social behavior. They're learning about the pack dynamic. They're learning how important an uncle is and an aunt is and a father is and a mother is. So first in therapy, we're providing them with an animal that's rescued, that speaks, that brings out some of those emotions. And now we're showing them social modeling or behavior, both within the animal kingdom and then with the other support staff that they work with at the Lockwood Animal Rescue Center. So... You know, parrots and wolves don't normally come in the same sense, but when we're talking about taking baby steps, learning how to vocalize what we feel, looking at social modeling, looking at behavior, working around others, um, you know, both of our programs really transition them into being, I don't want to say whole, but I do want to say, you know, pick up some of the broken pieces and, and allow them to, to get back to life. Well, now, how is it that you... Um became interested in wolves as a, as a species or, or like the next step from the parrots? Well, I, I think everything in life happens for a reason, and you don't always know the reason when it, when it confronts you. But uh, Dr. Linder and I <clears throat> worked very closely together with the parrots. We had started vis- visiting other sanctuaries. We had started being more involved in the sanctuary world. And ironically, an accountant that we talked to said, oh, I know a woman that runs a sanctuary in Bakersfield. And this is way back when we were L.A. people, and we thought, oh, Bakersfield, that's so far. We'll never get out there. Um, and we ended up going out to her rescue group, and she had a wolf dog, which is a cross between a wolf and a dog. And there was some major physical, you know, unknown connection between me and that animal, and I felt like, wow. And then she went into the story that any dog that's crossed with a wolf should not be adopted to the public. She works closely with many shelters. The animals are usually euthanized within 48 hours. They're never given the opportunity to be adopted. And all the similarities started to be drawn, you know, kind of in my head that, you know, these are cast outs of society. They're the the wrong animals, they're being euthanized all the time, they're not getting sanctuary. So when we spoke to her, we said, well, you know, if a wolf dog needs a rescue, uh, Dr. Leonard and I were buying some land out in the country, we thought, oh, well, we'll rescue one too. <laughs> um, and the first wolf that we ever rescued and was Wiley. He's a wolf dog. He's got a little wolf and a little dog. 
And Wiley really walked me through the paths of life. I mean, he really is an emotional, supportive animal. He's a good citizen. He's a registered service animal. And as I would bring him around to the VA hospital to my own personal medical appointments or to follow up with a clinician who runs the PTSD group by the name of Earl Gardner. He's an MFT, though. He's an MFT. Um, and Earl ended up adopting one, and we just saw the impact of these animals on the veterans, this part wolf, part dog, much like part infantryman, part husband. And we knew there was some cross-species communication due to the confusion that was going on in them internally, and they, they really, really work well together, and they really, really do heal well together. So you saw the parallel between these wolf dogs and the veterans coming home from combat. Yeah, you know, like you talked at the beginning where people might say they're scared of the veteran or they're unsure of the veteran or they don't know if they want to hire the veteran or they don't know what comes with the veteran. Um, I think all of that stigma uh, is attached to a wolf dog, and they're all treated um, that way when they end up at a shelter. Yes, Absolutely. Well, we need to take a break right now, and this is a good place to take it. Um, when we come back, we'll talk more about veterans going to the dogs, wolf dogs, and with my guests, Matthew Simmons and Dr. Lauren Lindner. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today in honor of Veterans and Veterans Day, but not the usual, you know, just pomp and circumstance, but actually... Um, giving you an example of what two really caring people, caring and creative people did um, to rescue uh, wool, parrots, wolves, <laughs> horses, um, and, and veterans, and most importantly, veterans. So Lauren, uh, so that's Dr. Lauren Lindner and Matthew Simmons. Lauren, what, um, 
you know, one of the things that Matt said that I really had never thought of um, was about the parrots talking back to the veterans, you know, saying their name and so on. That, that's amazing. I think that's one of the things that people like about birds in general, that they actually speak our language, and and the veterans certainly um, really fell for that themselves. They, when I would take them uh, to be around the birds, uh, that, that was one of the things that was so compelling. And, of course, it, they learned so quickly, and they would learn your name, which is so personal and so, so much a part of our identities. And, and part of what I was doing as I was running groups and running this program for, for homeless veterans was, one of the things I was realizing is that what PTSD does to an individual is make them less um, trusting. So, so whatever way we can get in, and of course that's what often people are off-put by or put off by in terms of veterans and that, that, that uncertainty, that ambivalence in relationships. So what we wanted to do with the, with the parrots uh, as, well, as well as what we do with the wolf dogs is help this individual make a connection and hope that that generalizes to to humans the reason parrots are so um well both parrots and wolf wolves and wolf dogs are so so different and make such an impact is because they are essentially wild animals so it's one thing to have a therapy dog or or any other kind of animal assisted therapy with a dog um that 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 is domesticated, that is accustomed to coming when called. These animals can fly or run away. Mm-hmm. And so a bird that is choosing to make that connection, that flies down to you and says your name, really can grab your attention. Mm-hmm. But plus it wants to make that connection. It's a social being just like just like the human is and also has trust issues because all the rescues have been abused in some way, abused, neglected, um, and, and worse, so, which I won't get into. But the fact is that the bird is showing the veteran how to trust and is reaching out and, um, in, in these you know, very vocal ways, and that makes, that's, makes a tremendous impact. And, and especially because they don't have to. They have a flock. We keep all of our parrots in flocks. They get to live with conspecifics, with you know, other members of their species. They don't have to make this connection with the human. It's very much by choice. And the same thing with the wolves and wolf dogs. They are in packs. They have their family dynamic. And they are including the veteran into this social dynamic, which is quite remarkable. We, don't, we, we underestimate animals and their ability to do that. Yes, that, you know, that is such an important aspect of it. It is true that, that parrots and wolf dogs or wolves can be as skittish and, you know, and untrusting as the veterans. So when they kind of, I mean, I guess it's like two humans, <laughs> when one lets down their guard, one person lets down his guard, then the other, it makes it um, and makes themselves more vulnerable, then it makes it more welcoming or you know inviting for someone else to do that to be with them to to communicate with them that's precisely the case that's that's the foundation of social intimacy and the in the building of relationships that self disclosure um you know that that initial reaching out and 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 making yourself vulnerable uh, when when an animal especially approaches you know especially the these animals so many of them were caught you know captured in the wild or um, you know kept in deplorable conditions so to 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 show that they're able to 
trust again gives the veteran the hope that there that indeed there is hope that they can they can do so as well that they mm-hmm. can trust that they can connect again and starting with the animal not to say that that's any less of a connection but as they develop more confidence in the way they can conduct themselves in, in this new relationship and self confidence they can Generalize again, just like you know, behaviors generalize, emotions generalize to others as well. Well, maybe I'll I'll go ahead and call my my um, estranged family members. Maybe I'll go ahead and reunite with wives. And that's ex- exactly what we've found happening. Mm-hmm. The first time I had a Navy veteran, I had a female uh, veteran um, working at the parrot sanctuary, and she said, "I called my daughter for the first time in eight years." Mm-hmm. I felt like I was able to do that. I felt like I was capable of making the connection again. And she really attributed that to the birds. Hmm. And hmm. that was what really gave us the impetus to, to develop this program you know, more uh, strongly, more, more with, with, with other species to branch out with the wolf dogs. And we have that Warriors and Wolves program as mm-hmm. part of the Lockwood Animal Rescue Center. And that program now employs you know, additional many other veterans as we do with the Parrot Sanctuary. We, we employ only veterans at the Parrot Sanctuary because it is on the grounds of the VA hospital, and we're grateful to them uh, for allowing us to do that. And the um, Warriors and Wolves program, we again employ veterans, many of whom are, you know, recent uh, returning combat veterans. And, yes, and, and during yeah. the last um, second half of the show, I want to talk about some of the stories of these veterans. Um, Matt, um, yes. you know, you were saying before about how you got your first wolf dogs. Um, so, but I, I, so this woman who had this sanctuary was saying that the general public couldn't adopt them. So how did you, and then the person that you also um, <laughs> convinced to adopt one, how, how were you able to do that? Well, they're, they're not adopted to the general public, and she worked with a lot of the shelters very closely, and I'm not sure if we would say she bent the rules, but the shelter called her and said there was an animal available. She said that she would have someone pick it up, and the one who picked up the wonderful Mr. Wiley was me. Um, Lauren and I then went through the whole process of USDA and Fish and Game and Sanctuary accreditation through GFAS and stuff that's going to bore people to death, but we kind of, for lack of a better term, we were like young parents. I mean, we had a baby not knowing all the things that come into play, and as soon as we had that baby in the form of Wiley, uh, we learned there was a lot that we needed to do, and, and we moved very quickly to get it all done so that both he was protected and, and our family was protected. And so, and so you learned how um, to make it possible by, by setting up a sanctuary of your own to adopt more of these wolf dogs. Yes, that, and wolves. Yeah, that is correct. And, and, the, and the thing I wanted to just touch on with the veterans and, you know, me being a veteran and this being Veterans Day is that part of PTSD is this social awkwardness where you don't really like being in groups and you really, you know, you don't want to sit with your back to the door and there's a lot of things going on. And it's an amazing deflection and it automatically includes you into a group as a veteran, when you say, oh, yeah, I care for 50 parrots, and would you like to meet them? Or I care for the wolf dogs, and here's Wiley, or here's Chompers, or here's Compass. And, you know, it it gives the veterans not only a place of healing and a job that they otherwise would not have, 
but it also gives them the ability to include themselves in groups and include themselves in new social endeavors and maybe become a vegetarian and speak for animal issues. And, and it gives them a way in without them necessarily being the direct focal point, which makes it a little more comfortable for them socially. So, yes, I mean, actually, you, in, you personally experienced this as a veteran, ex- personally experienced this um, transformation while working with the parrots and then with the dogs, the, the wolf dogs and the wolves. A- absolutely. And, I mean, you know, Lily, to use an example, one of the veterans that she still works with us today, you know, one of the big parts of healing for a lot of veterans um, is knowing that healing is possible because sometimes you come home for more and you don't have a bullet wound, but you have trouble healing, you have trouble getting back. And when you go on a rescue and you take a wolf off of a six-foot chain that's been beaten and abused for years, or you take a bird from a confiscation at a hoarder's house where, you know, conditions are just terrible and that animal is sick and you care for that animal and you notice that that animal gets better and you notice that that animal starts to heal physically and then you realize that that animal is healing emotionally and starting to trust again and trying to reach out again, it does it's a living example to all those veterans that, you know, time heals wounds and given the proper attention, everything's going to be okay because there isn't a roadmap back to society after being an injured combat infantryman. But we believe at the Lockwood Animal Rescue Center and the Association for Paracare and Serenity Park that we hold that map. We know the map back. And it's not a straight line from point A to point B, but we can walk you emotionally and physically back home so you can be that husband again, so you can be that father again, so you can be that son again, and you don't have to be an infantryman and be on high alert for the rest of your life. And um, do you, th- how, I mean, you know, with all the, I mean, the VA being in the news fairly recently, um, you know, that, that all the long lists and people not getting seen and, I mean, all the horrors, um, obviously the, there needs to be a lot more, a lot more staff and a lot more attention paid to programs. Um, have, I know that, have, have you been able to, or particularly now, are you making inroads in, in trying to get other VAs or other people to do similar programs to what you're doing? I mean, you two are, are really special in that it's so organic. I mean, your love... Um, for animals and, and your experience as a veteran, all of this, it's, it's a very special combination. But have you, have you found that there's more willingness to, for other VA hospitals and so on to learn from you? We have actually been contacted by other VA hospitals to replicate this program. You know, part of the problem with all the returning veterans now is finding funding to do all these wonderful you know, well-demonstrated programs that have had success. It, it's hard to to find the funding to put those into place right now. And I, you know, I you know, I really can't blame the VA when they, you know, they they are not getting the funding they need to provide all the services that mm-hmm. that's required now for all these re- returning veterans. Um, they really um, respect our work and what we've done. We've we've had a, a very good relationship with them. I know that that um, what the plans are with the VA now is because they can't necessarily provide all the services necessary that 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 are required. 
they are um, allowing the private sector to take on right. some of those um, some of the cases in, in more rural communities. And what we're hoping is that we we can employ more people. We're finding that putting people back to work gives them dignity and hope for their futures. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, when we come back, um, maybe let's talk about some uh, specific examples of people who have worked both with the uh, parrot sanctuary and with the wolf dogs. Um, so you can tell us some stories of, of where people started from and, and where they uh, are now as a result of this communication, this sharing, this rescue, you know, mutual rescuing. My guests are Matthew Simmons and Dr. Lauren Lindner. We're talking today about veterans going to the dogs, wolf dogs, and honoring them on Veterans Day. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, so stay tuned. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about veterans and the parrots and dogs that love them <laughs> and that they love Um we're talking with Matthew Simmons and Dr. Lauren Lindner. They are um, co what co co creators and co owners and co miracle workers um, of the um, the sanctuary at the West LA VA and the Warrior and Wolves Warriors and Wolves projects um, in Ventura County. And we will be telling you before the end of the show. Um, I will be giving you their uh, websites so that you can find out more about what they do, but also um, so that you can contribute. You know, you can. There are calendars to buy. There are all kinds of things to buy. But I think once you can read more about the stories um, of the veterans who they have helped. But you know, it would be so great um, if we could just clone you two and have you start what you've been doing here in in all fifty states. Um, 
So why don't we, um, Lauren, could you give us an example of, uh, you know, a specific personal story uh, of someone who, uh, a, a vet who entered one of the programs and what became of them? Well, I'm going to go back to our, one of our very first veterans, uh, again, a female who was an Army veteran, and she came to volunteer at the Parrot Sanctuary. She could not, she was living on the grounds of the VA and could not leave her dormitory room because of extreme anxiety. And she would make her way early in the morning to feed the birds at the parrot sanctuary, which is right on the grounds, but, uh, you know, a little ways away from where her dorm was, so that this was the only time she would ever go out. And she had forced herself to do it because she knew the birds depended on them. And this woman was able to eventually open up her own bo- um, boarding facility boarding and grooming facility for dogs and cats. Mm. She also does birds, and she trims beaks and nails, and uh, she doesn't trim wings, though, because she learned at her parrot sanctuary that one of the main ingredients for parrot happiness is is flight, and that they need to fly in order to be happy. So she trims beaks and nails, and she um, does door, door grooming and boarding, and she is reunited with her family, and this she, she stays in touch with us, of course, and she has always said that this this was what this was her tipping point. This is what enabled her to do that. But we have so many stories because putting people back to work and giving them back their dignity to do something important. Don't forget these men and women gave in. Uh, what was I hearing earlier today? Gave in their IOUs to the United States and to the people of the United States that they're gonna they would they would serve up their lives for us, mm. and they came back and w- with whatever um, visible or invisible wounds that they have, they came back and they they. Um, they they were looking to find something to devote themselves to again. They were willing to give up their lives, and now they're able to do something that's also important, that means pretty much life or death in the lives of these other animals when we go on rescues. So they feel important again. They feel like they, their self-worth and their value is more meaningful. So here we have... Um, so many veterans who've come come to us and and have gained that back and have found through this employment uh, future employment in construction of aviaries in veterinary hospitals as vet techs gone back to school. Um, we had a guy who was so good at preparing the foraging trays for our parrots because another important ingredient for the happiness and well being of a parrot is the ability to forage. Um, we call it the four F's, the ingredients for parrot happiness. Foraging, flight, um, um, I'm forgetting, wait, wait a second. Foraging, flight, um, uh, f- uh, feeding, Wallet. what is it, Matt? 
Force Flight Flock and the other F we don't oh, talk about. Oh, yes, that's right. I'm sorry. I got foraging, the flock. foraging flight flocking, meaning having social social connections and uh, mating. <laughs> anyway, I tripped my own self up on that one. But but anyway, here here um, so many this 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 one guy was so wonderful. John, he was a Navy veteran. He would prepare the meals so beautifully in these foraging trays for the parrots to go and find throughout the, their aviaries. They're very large flight aviaries that we keep them in. And he ended up getting a job as a chef. Somebody oh. came by the sanctuary and said, this, this, these, are, these trays are amazing. Who prepared these trays? <laughs> oh, and wow. He, he works in Brentwood in one of those big, big restaurants now. Ah. Now, that was an, uh, an ironic uh, twist, uh, that, a surprising twist that, uh, boy, that's great. That was great. And then we, when we go on these rescues, Matt, just tell them about Lily. Oh, all right. Tell them about Lily. So Lily is a decorated Coast Guard vet, and a lot of people watch television, and they have this new show on HBO, like Search and Rescue. Well, Lily was one of the very first Search and Rescue personnel. They would go out up in Alaska and they would rescue fishermen who had lost their way or boats who had had accidents or planes that went down. There's a lot of small aircraft flight uh, in Alaska. And Lily went through a pretty traumatic event, um, ended up having to fish out of the water some of her some of her co-workers and they died and it was terrible. And when Lily got out of the military, she didn't like the cold anymore. She didn't want to be anywhere near Alaska, and she ended up down near Mexico on a boat. Um, Lily finally came to the VA for treatment associated with her PTSD and stumbled across the Parrot Sanctuary. She became an employee of the Parrot Sanctuary, a leading example at the Parrot Sanctuary. We then transferred Lily up to the Warriors and Wolves program. She started working with the Wolves. And we went on a huge rescue to Alaska to rescue 29 wolves that were living on six-foot chains in the frozen tundra that were going to be shot in the head by the attorney general as part of an animal confiscation case. And we brought those animals back to California. We built them new habitats, and Lily came with us. But the, and Samson, who is a nervous herelia, to use a little bit of Yiddish, um, doesn't trust anyone. It took Dr. Lindner two years to learn how to touch him. He would go right up to Lily after the rescue and wanted to be with the Lily right after the rescue. And the amazing thing is that Lily and her PTSD, she never wanted to go to Alaska. She never wanted to be cold again. She never wanted to be there again. And we ended up doing a rescue like 60 miles from the base that, where she served up in Alaska. And huh. it just shows that with a little bit of emotional support and love and camaraderie, that, you know, we can go back anywhere and we can face anything. And, and Lily is a shining example of how well the program works. Huh, huh, yes. That, well, that is amazing. Well, what about people who tell you, um, you know, you're doing, you're, you have wolf dogs around your house <laughs> and wolves? Or you let them come yeah, in your I, house? I, I think it raises eyebrows, but what people seem to forget is every good dog story started with a wolf. Everyone who loves their little chihuahua or their Pekingese or their golden retriever, you got to understand thousands and thousands of years ago that the wolves came down from the mountain and sat by us at the fire. It was their choice. It was they were truly man's first best friend. <laughs> yeah, was and, there, first best there friend. Was, and there's no logic or reason to why they did that. I mean, you know, it's not like the lion came down and sat by the fire or the hyena or the whatever. I mean, you know, 
So it's an amazing connection between us and the wolves. And every dog and every great dog story and every domestic animal that lives in a home that is loved, his great, 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 great ancestor was a wolf. So when I explain it to people, I say the difference between a wolf dog and your chihuahua is that my wolf's mother, my wolf dog's mother was a wolf, and your chihuahua's great, 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 great grandmother was a wolf. So... You know, it all comes from the same line. It's just a little different variation. And, of course, they're not exactly in our house. We have large um, two- to three-acre enclosures for these packs of wolves that we keep together. Um, uh, Many of them are are wolf dogs, although to the general public, you would not be able to distinguish them from a wolf because we we rescue what's called high-content wolf dogs. So if you use Matthew's example... The most recent history is a wolf, whereas the more more ancient history is 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 a wolf, and some of the do- more doggy wolf dogs. But a high content wolf dog means the most recent history, meaning of first generation, um, was the wolf. So these animals um, have chosen to live with humans, like Matthew said, for, for millennia. And, and, um, and now, even though they're in their packs, um, when, when the veterans come in to work with them, they, they very much want to be included and, and, and naturally include the veteran into their pack, which is amazing because some of the animals are very skittish. They've been rescued from you know, terrible situations where they were abused by humans, so they don't want much to do with us. But if one member of the pack likes their veteran, he will literally, he or she will literally take that veteran around and let the other wolves know he's okay. You're okay with this person. And you could see the softening of them. You can see what they're communicating to allow this person to become part of the pack. So when you bring the veteran to, um, to your sanctuary, um, do you do you bring like a number of wolf dogs around him to see which one like how how do you pair them off? Well, well we do, we do that. I mean, we always bring out Wiley or one of the very gentle and soft spoken wolves to kind of meet the veterans to do an introduction. But you know, with Dr. Linder's credentials, I mean, you have to understand that social modeling or understanding. Who fits where is something that she's been doing for many years, and she does it with the animals all the time, and we're pretty good at profiling the veterans as well. And a lot of times it's a, you know, it's a decision made by the animal, not by the staff. Mm-hmm. So we're in a huge three-acre enclosure, and we go in to do a little poop pickup and to look at the perimeter, and maybe nobody comes out to see us. But then we go into the next two- or three-acre enclosure, and we go to do poop pickup, and you know, Kihei comes up to say hi, or Huey comes up to say hi, because we really want the animals to have the freedom to choose, and we also know by giving them that freedom, it's a unique choice. In other words, Huey's not going to run up to every veteran, but if Huey falls in love with Lily, then Huey and Lily are going to have a very close connection, and, and we support that connection, and we support that partnership, and I think what's very important to understand is in huge flighted aviaries and giant open enclosures where these wolves and wolf dogs live that these are not animals that are pressed into service they're animals that choose their companion and then we go by and support that companionship through the veterans employment and the animals stay at our sanctuary and so it's like a matchmaking service for <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> well we need to take another break 
Um, when we come back, I would like to. Um, I, I'd like to. Um, one thing I'm curious about is um, how the veterans react differently, interact differently with each of you, uh, Matthew Simmons and Dr. Lauren Lindner. I mean, um, I know, of course, you, for to a large extent, you talk to all of them, and they're all, you know, they open up and so on. But I, I would think that they would talk to you a little differently, Matt, as a veteran, uh, than they do to Lauren. But we'll hear more about that. Uh, we need to take a break right now. My, we are listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, and we'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about veterans going to the dogs, wolf dogs, that is. My guests, Matthew Simmons and Dr. Lauren Lindner. We've been talking about this really heartwarming, wonderful program, uh, programs that they have developed. Um, I, I wanted to ask you um, how the veterans relate differently to each of you, Lauren. What, what you know, you being a, psych- a psychologist and Matt being a veteran. What tell us? Tell what do you think? Well, you know, to me, I, I'm doc to the veterans, so they they respect me, and um, you, you see, they're um, they're very much in, um, interested in that kind of hierarchy and that level of respect for someone who's earned, you know, that title. But there's nothing in comparison to what they um, the respect that they show towards Matthew for his service, his combat service, and. Um, the fact that they have that um, that just deep bond that I don't, I've never seen exist anywhere else except between two veterans. And Matt, would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think the amazing part um, or the way that they interact or anyone returning from combat is, you know, you want to keep things shallow at first. And what I mean by shallow is you don't want to get too emotionally involved. You don't want to be too committed. Um, you've suffered great loss in the past. And that's something you want to shy away from. But when you work side-by-side with someone for eight hours a day or nine hours a day or you go on a rescue and you have to stay in a hotel room together, there's this camaraderie and this brotherhood. And it's, 
and it we then start talking about things that really matter. It's it's no longer the old military story. I did this and you did that and all that. It's you know I'm, I'm having trouble with you know the woman that I love, and it's because I'm doing this and I'm not relating to her. And I walk out of the room when she gets upset, and I just think that as we work side by side. Um, a lot more problems can be solved and a lot more things can be worked out. And it's that big brother, little brother partnership that we foster at the Lockwood Animal Rescue Center and at Serenity Park that I think really kind of supports that healing process. And, you know, it's like I'm driving around on Veterans Day and I'm in Los Angeles and, you know, people are putting flags out and they're putting ribbons on trees and, you know, people put the little flags on their car and all this stuff. And, I mean, it's great to support the troops, but you really need to support them in a way that helps them heal. Uh, and the way you do that in our case or in most veterans' cases, you have to make an impact in their lives. And, you know, we need assistance from the public to raise funds, to hire more veterans, to care for more veterans. It's one thing to say you support the troops, and it's another to go home tonight and pull out your checkbook and say that I want to pay for a veteran for a day because I know after 180 days of healing, he or she will be better, and it will be a better place when that occurs. Yes, absolutely. Well, so, and, well, um, could you, I want, well, first let me, I want to make sure I give out the, um, the website addresses, and then in whatever time we have left, if you could just talk about some of the things that you, um, <laughs> I mean, really, um, Matthew and Lauren are doing this, you know, it's their own pockets. I mean, yes, they get some um, support, the Disabled American Veterans Charitable Services Trust, um, I, I, I'm reading here, Master Rich Corporation, Mary Jo and Hank Greenberg Foundation, I know Bob Barker gives you money and stuff. But, and a wonderful um, veteran. What did you say? <laughs> wonderful veteran committed to veterans. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, really, they do this, <laughs> they do this from, it's coming out of their own pockets, essentially, most of it. Um, so I want to make sure the one the I guess the the main website is um, lockwoodarc.org lockwood l o c k wood w o o d arc which stands for um, animal rescue center a r c dot org lockwood a r c dot org and then um, also the the Serenity Park Parrot Sanctuary is parrotcare.org. That's pretty easy, parrotcare.org. And you'll find, um, I was noticing this morning, you, you have all these calendars. Uh, also, there's the another uh, sort of a, a spin-off. You do have one, at least so far, Newark, a New England yeah. Wolf Advocacy <laughs> Rescue Center. Yeah. And, um, and so there you have calendars from each of these um, each of these programs that are currently on sale, 2015 calendars, and this is a great time to be buying Christmas presents or holiday presents, Hanukkah presents, <laughs> all of the above. Um, and, and trees, so, trees. Uh, we can plant trees, fruit trees that we actually feed the, the parrots from and that can be in memory or in honor of a mm-hmm. veteran and we can plant them right there on the grounds of the VA hospital because we are located in the veteran's garden. That's where the parrot sanctuary is. We can, we can uh, put a, a tree with a plaque on it. Again, in honor or memory of um, of a veteran, 
of, of a loved or one. Or a companion animal, or, you know, we can put any phrase we want on it. It will help feed the parrots going forward, provide shade, and, you know, we're an environmental group. It's very environmental friendly to plant a tree. Oh, that, that's a wonderful. Um, that, that's really wonderful. I know... I mean, you know, what a great thing to do, especially on Veterans Day, to honor a veteran or honor their, you know, favorite pet or, um, uh, uh, that's, that's a great idea. I know people love to have, um, something that actually has the plaque that, with the name of who it is that they're, that they're honoring. Yes. Yes. And what about, you also have a new, um, a new wolf dog who is up for, not adoption, but up, well, up to be. Well, what would you call it? Well, you up know, to be we, we really and, and given a caring name. Um, we don't have a name for it yet. Um, she was forty-seven pounds when we rescued her. That's Normally, about forty pounds underweight. And and the, and the thing is, we don't encourage people to have parrots or wolf dogs as pets. We would like to see them not be kept in home situations. They're not good pets. However, you can sponsor a parrot or a wolf dog at our site that can be used for a veteran in their healing and also helps to provide the care that this animal needs, veterinary care and food and so forth that this animal needs for the rest of its life, his or her life, I should say. So um, you can you can also sponsor um, not only a veteran but also one of the animals. And you can see um, examples of these animals on the website, on the LockwoodARC.org website, and also for that matter also, on the Serenity on the Parrot. The veterans, and they would love your sponsorship and support. Yes, also on the ParrotCare.org website, you can actually see um, who, what, what animals you would be supporting, sponsoring, and um, there are also stories of more veterans. Um, there are more stories of veterans who have been helped. Uh, so far, and obviously, you know, it's it's one thing to put a flag on your car, <laughs> which is very nice, um, or out your window. It's great, but um, it's even more meaningful if you do something to to support a veteran in in terms of um, helping them heal and get back into society, and helping helping them do it at the same time that they're being rescued. They're rescuing, or uh, a wolf dog, or a parrot, or a wolf are being rescued as well. Um, well, I've been to, I should say, I've been to, to um, Matt and Lauren's uh, Lockwood uh, Rescue Center, and it is amazing. And, you know, yeah, Lauren, you were saying you don't let them in your house. I have seen them in your house. <laughs> <laughs> You're busted. They, they have so much love for these animals, and the, the animals love them. You know, know uh, appreciate the kindness and so on, or, or feel the connection from Lauren and Matt, you know, feel the, the love that comes pouring out, and, um, and they form that loving connection as well. So thank you so much for the work you do, Matthew Simmons, Dr. Lauren Lindner. Again, it's called LockwoodArc.org, L-O-C-K-W-O-O-D-A-R-C for Animal Rescue Center.org. And um, please keep up the good work and, and see how you can be cloned into all the other states because, <laughs> because more and more veterans need this. You know, less Thorazine and more parrots. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Therapy. And thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. 